Filmscope UG with DSTV Uganda. Great stories come alive on DSTV. DSTV Uganda, it's your moment. Welcome to Filmscope UG, brought to you by DSTV Uganda right here on RX Radio. My name is Fatboy, and it's always a pleasure to be here speaking with people that are at the forefront of revolutionizing the film and television industry of Uganda. Things have transformed so amazingly over the past several years. So many new platforms have come up that allow for Ugandan filmmakers to tell their stories. Ugandan stories being told by Ugandan people for Ugandan people. It's just been an amazing journey. And today on Filmscope UG, I am honored and proud to be joined by Alan Manzi, who is an award-winning Ugandan film director. He's worked on over 30 professional film and television productions. Uh, not only that, he's a film and television writer, director, producer, editor, songwriter, vocalist, social entrepreneur. He's done so much. His first film was Rehema that came out in 2017. And uh, that one premiered in the 38th Durban International Film Festival in South Africa, where it was nominated for the Best African Short Film Award. So this man has accomplished so much. Thank you for joining us today on Filmscope, Alan. Hey, Fatboy. Thank you for having me. <laughs> Such an honor. So, wow. Like, uh, first of all, you wear many hats, as in not only literally, you are wearing a hat right now <laughs> in the studio, uh, but also uh, you operate at various capacities in the realm of film and television as a writer, producer, right. as an editor and all these things. Right. So what's it been like for you? Uh, maybe we'll start from the beginning. Where does the journey begin for Alan? In film? Yeah. It starts uh, 10 years ago mm-hmm. at the Maisha Film Lab mm-hmm. with the Mira Nice Film Lab mm-hmm. and that takes you to for a summer camp and they train you. So I started as a runner on their student films. What's so, a runner? So, okay, you, my bad. You're running? You pretty much. The word pretty describes what you do. But uh, I was a runner, so I'm the guy you send to gauge something. And in the definition, I have to run. I can't walk. What do you mean gauge? What are you gauging as you're running? No, I have to get. Sorry, I have to get. Uh Say you send me for, we need this tape or we need this slate or we need this costume. We don't have it yet. Kind of, what is that? Like office messenger? Pretty much, yeah. Of a film production. Pretty much. I was an office messenger (laughs) of a film production. So I was that guy you'd send around and uh, it was so much fun for me. Like I didn't didn't realize I was in the bottom of the food chain (laughs) at that point. I was like, I made it. I'm in film. This is how it's done, and I'm learning it. So that was just, I was just a sponge in the whole experience. And of course, that film lab is uh, uh, yeah. founded by Mira Nair, acclaimed a Hollywood international um, director. Yes. Uh, producing films like Mississippi Masala, the exactly. Queen of Katwe, yes. and many, many other highly acclaimed movies. Uh, the lab also has been associated with people like uh, Oscar winning actress Lupita Nyongo. Yes. She um, was two years ahead of me. Wow. And, you know, I see pictures of her from her time at the lab. And I'm like, this could have been a girl you could have walked past on the street. Yeah. And now she's like way up there. like Disney's number one actress. Imagine that. Yeah. So here we are with you who started at uh, the film lab where I guess you were able to learn all kinds of skills. Yeah. uh, Pertaining to filmmaking. It does. And in the company of such, uh, you know, uh, highly esteemed uh, filmmakers, I'm sure, as you said, you were just soaking it all in. Right. So what did you come away with uh, from your experience there? 
With Maisha, well, I walked away knowing that A, films can be made in Uganda mm-hmm. and not just a uh, slap it together video type of films, but not- an actual film that has both a, a, a proper beginning and middle and an end and these deep visual storytelling involved. Okay. And so that's what I learned. I mean, we all watch movies, yeah. but the making of it is so mysterious. Mm-hmm. Some shots and hand some stuff out they pull it off. So it was the first uh, class I would say in my growth and my development as a filmmaker. Wow. But that's when I made the choice to become a producer. At that point I wanted to be a producer. That's the guy who signs the checks and hires everyone because the least fun part of the movie. Yeah, but it looked like the biggest money so I was like <laughs> I want to do that. <laughs> but not so much eventually. <laughs> Okay, so um, tell us how you uh, put together your first project. What right. was your first project? My first official project in Uganda. Mm-hmm. So in Uganda was Rehema. And so I was living in the US at that time. Mm-hmm. So right after Maisha, I uh, moved to the US and I lived there for six years. And I did my master's there. And uh, it was uh, a two years master's and I got to work for NBC. And I got to experience production at the highest level. I was working for Netflix as well for a show called Master of None. And oh, so okay. I got to experience how it's done professionally, but then I felt a very big uh, gap between my skill level mm-hmm. and my peers that I left back. And I felt like so I mean what they they were more or less experienced. They were much less experienced, but even the production that they were putting out, it was because I was coming back every year and I would see the growth and development and I was like Man, I feel like I've learned so much in this past year, but I look at my people, my peers, mm-hmm. and they've, they've advanced so little, but and you can't really blame them. The industry is really tight. Yeah. So at that point, I figured that I'm going to make a conscious effort within the next two to three years to move back and be a part of the industry and be one of the strong pillars who can help build the industry. Well, I feel like, you know, some so, people might say that uh, your journey went backwards. Uh, I mean, in the opposite direction. Most right. people aspire to grow to the level where they can now knock on doors at Hollywood. Meanwhile, you were there. Uh, and, uh, so you know, you were working with uh, some of the biggest names in the biggest studios. Yeah. And then you decide you want to come back to Uganda? Yeah, it was, it was one of those How things. does that work? Because I, I think a lot of... Film, it's very backwards, I know. <laughs> you are saying, dude, what are you doing? It's very backwards, but when you think about uh, the scope of the game and how long it takes to make it in Hollywood, because I was living in New York, I actually didn't get to work. I didn't get to work in Hollywood, mm-hmm. but I worked in New York, and uh, New York is the heart of the of the what entertainment industry in the world. Mm-hmm. And so I got to work with the the top people at the top at the highest level, but then you see that. Even if you're working with them and you're rubbing shoulders with them, mm-hmm. you're not at their level. Right. And you're not even 10 years like behind them. You're just like 20 years. Mm-hmm. It's going to take at least 10, 20 to around maybe 15 if you're lucky to get to that level. Mm-hmm. So if I'm, because uh, my directors, I was working on a show called uh, The Mori Povich Show. Mm-hmm. And the directors then, everyone there is in their 50s and 60s. Yeah. And I was working in the control room and I'm three people away from the lead director. Yeah. I'm the, A, the only black person uh-huh. and the only person under 30. And so I felt like I'm, I have such a great opportunity and such a wealth of knowledge. Mm-hmm. Like if I just keep it here, it's going to keep in the American system. Mm-hmm. And I could get a great job. In the, I, was, I, I didn't have a bad job. I was making good money, but I was not feeling very fulfilled. Wow, like, you 
you are suffering from a whole different set of problems than what yeah. most people are used to. I so, mean, you're working in New York, one of the most expensive cities, yeah. working for the biggest names in the business, the biggest studios. It's like a few more years there and you probably would have had a major motion picture credit. Well, let's think, the credits are not what I was chasing. I was chasing my name being the first credit. Uh-huh. So, directed by... Very ambitious man. Yes. And so I felt the time I had to accomplish it in the US, I probably do it in the mid-40s, make it at that level. Mm -hmm. Because if you look at the black directors or filmmakers in Hollywood, they're this much. Mm. They're literally less than 5% of all filmmakers. Mm -hmm. So if you're going to be an African black director, like how many niches can you have? Wow. So I was not trying to be... A small, small niche whereby I was looking around and I was seeing a lot of filmmakers from Nigeria, from South Africa, from Egypt. And we're all pushing in this industry, but no one's really making uh, the moves they should be making. We're all working, we're getting paid, but no. All right. Most of them ended up moving back as well. Well, speaking of those moves, you know, you've uh, been doing quite well in the film festival circuit. I'm seeing that, uh, you know, in 2014, you produced several short films like uh, Meet Mario, uh, which was accredited as the best short film at the 2014 Hoboken International Film Festival in New York. And then uh, you made another short film, Father Must Die. That was also nominated for the Best Short Film Award at the Zafa African Movie Academy Awards in London. And uh, I mean, that's, that's, that's a lot to, to, to be proud of. You yeah, know? Thank so you. well done. Thank you, bro. In 2019, you created and wrote your first television series called Chad Dala which stars Ugandan and Nigerian stars, uh, and it aired on NBS TV. Yeah. Uh, and so that's, uh, you know, uh, quite remarkable. That show is much highly regarded, very high production values. And to be behind such a project and for it to make such a big impact, uh, I mean, just almost immediately upon its uh, airing, how does that make you feel? Uh, makes me feel proud. Like, I didn't waste my, my time when I came back mm-hmm. and that I made the right choice coming back. So it sort of like uh, validated the choices I made mm-hmm. of coming back. Even if I felt like I was losing out of money, mm-hmm. it gave me the right kind of uh, motivation. Well, now that obviously you're working on TV series that are you know being aired on television, so obviously from a career perspective, it's working out for you. You are doing what you love and earning from it. Yeah, actually, I would say I'm living my dream right now. You're living your dream. Yeah. Okay, so, and like I was making fun of you earlier, how your journey <laughs> seemed to go backwards, because this is the part where I normally ask uh, someone, all right, so where do you see yourself going in future? Do you think one day you'll hit Hollywood? And, you know, you already went there <laughs> and you came, <laughs> came back. Came back. <laughs> so, so what, what's, what's the next plan for Alan Manzi? Uh, well, I have to produce a few more TV series. Mm-hmm. My first feature film is not yet out, so there's that to look forward to, a few firsts to do. Mm-hmm. And I'm hoping to make a big splash with that one as well. And wow. uh, I didn't say I'm not going back to Hollywood. I'm just going to go back when I'm um, talking to them at the same level. When you're ready. When I'm ready, yes. I'm no longer writing their notes. I'm now giving them notes. Do you think it's possible to be successful as a filmmaker while based in Africa and thereafter use the recognition you build on and, and then sort of ride that wave to make uh, forays into Western markets and to Hollywood and things like that? Or should an aspiring African writer or director or producer launch their careers in Hollywood and then attempt to, I guess, uh, go you know from the bottom up? What do you think? I would say, um, because the first one is really what I'm trying to do, Mm -hmm. whereby you build your career up 
And my goal really is not go- to go to Hollywood because I've seen what's behind the curtain. Mm-hmm. There's not much. It's fancy schmancy, but it stops there. Mm-hmm. It's all pretty basic. They're just human beings telling their stories. Right. And they just have the highest skill level. Mm-hmm. So that's what I'm trying to do here. Because I teach at, well, at Kampala Film School at Macquarie University. Mm-hmm. So I'm hoping to enrich the skill level whereby I don't need to get to Hollywood. But I'm driving the same cars that they're driving. Ooh. Same kind of houses yeah. that they're living in. So I'm saying, Hollywood, I see you. Mm-hmm. But that's not my goal. My goal is to reach the masses. And once I get the volume of masses, we're good to go. Well, you are also a singer and a songwriter. Yeah. How does that fit in all of this? It's one of those things like I grew up as a performer, a child performer. I used to perform my traditional dances and stuff. So my mom used to take me around different places on stage. And in school, I used to be lead school choirs and all that. Mm-hmm. So it was only at uh, Compass where I discovered film and I realized the whole new creative outlet. The music has always been in the backdrop. And so it's one of those things I feel like have to do it mm. like, I would not feel okay with myself uh-huh. if I didn't release the music uh-huh. same way I wouldn't feel okay if I was still in New York right now <laughs> so I have to just put it out there see how the world feels about it but at least I've, I'm done with that oh, so okay. I have an EP coming out single I'm releasing very soon very very soon as well as my music videos that I'll be directing wow directing yourself <laughs> <laughs> I'm not looking forward to it but we gotta do it <laughs> Wow, so a multi-talented gentleman with uh, so many accomplishments under his belt. He wears many hats, both in real life and career-wise. Director, producer, editor, singer, songwriter, social entrepreneur. There's very little that uh, our guest Alan Manzi doesn't do. If one wants to find out more about your projects, what you're doing now and what you might be doing next, is there a place they can go? Do you have a website, a page? Yeah, actually I do. I do have social media pages. It's Alan Manzi all across all social medias. But also I do have a website. I'd recommend you to go to the website. It's www.alanmanzi.com. Okay. It's my name.com. Well, you heard from the man himself, Mr. Alan Manzi, our guest today on Filmscope UG. It's been so awesome talking to you. Thanks, Fab. Uh, we wish you all the best in your career and in your uh, prospects for the future. And uh, we're going to keep following you up to see what happens, man. Thank Especially you, Especially that, that music stuff you're talking about. We yeah. were, we're waiting for you to drop him. I got you. Don't worry. Okay. Fat boys, especially for you. Especially. I'm going to impress you. All right. Yeah. <laughs> Looking forward to it. Thank you so all much, right, Alan. Thank you so much for having me, Fat Boy. Filmscope UG with DSTV Uganda. Great stories come alive on DSTV. DSTV Uganda, it's your moment.